Morning everybody. Just want to show you something before we go and settle down somewhere in this nice weather. Been working on tidying up our borders a little bit. Um, that was Karen's work. Now the slightly depressing thing about that, and I'm walking through a bit of a overgrown bit now, is it was only a short time ago we got all that sorted out and then you're back to square one and this leads me to a very important point Nehemiah and we'll be looking at chapter six in greater detail the second part sometimes you don't just start something from scratch you have to rebuild those borders out there that was all immaculate last year if you don't keep on top of it you just have to do it again and that can actually feel quite depressing sometimes can't it andy kind and i did this poem called if the recital a rudyard kipling poem famous and then he talks about rebuilding things stooping down and rebuilding with worn out broken tools it's just important to remember that what Nehemiah did, he didn't build something from scratch. He had to recast the vision. He had to start all over again. And that's really tough to look at something that was once perfect and then once it get destroyed, and then start again. That's really hard. Gardening could be a bit frustrating like that. But a wall, or a family, or a business, a life's work. Now the reason I'm mentioning this is because I had a feeling that God might want to say something to some of you before we get into looking at this passage. Nehemiah had to rebuild something that was once strong and good. And it fell into ruin. God always finishes what he starts. He always finishes what he starts. And I feel that maybe God wants to say that to some of you today. And some of you may be entering into a period of rebuilding. Some of you may have watched things fall apart that you Put a huge amount of time and effort into all your life, soul, heart into something, and watch it get torn down. Certainly, Kelly and I have been through phases of that in ministry over the years, and sometimes I've been tasked by God to rebuild things, and that that's not easy to rebuild things that someone else has built up and have gone backwards. But maybe you're listening to this and. You think, well, that's my life, or my business, or my work, or my job, particularly in this strange time we're going through. I felt like God would want to say to you, rebuild, start again. Don't give up. He finishes where he starts. And so we look at Nehemiah chapter 6, and it starts with what is perhaps the most understated 
verse in the whole of the Bible. So the war was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. <laughs> now, from the time that Nehemiah first heard that the walls were broken down to the last stone being put in place was nine months. That's pretty quick. But it's 52 days, sub two months. Actually, the walls were completely rebuilt. For the minute they laid the first stone or did the survey to finishing the task. And in that time, they faced opposition and trials and we looked at that and threats and their lives were put in danger and there's all kinds of internal fighting and we've looked at all of that in some detail as we've gone along. But he's still got the job done. What I love about this is the understatement Sometimes people talk about stuff and, and they give you all the minute detail of how amazing they were. But Nehemiah doesn't do that. He never complains. He, he states very matter-of-factly what's been going on. And he just says, we did it. 52 days. But he always, as ever, says, with the help of God, with the help of God. I mean, that, that runs all the way through. He's not saying, I'm the big I am. Then he just matter-of-fact states it. There's just a little life lesson there, isn't there, about... Don't tell people what you're gonna do. Don't tell people how amazing you are. Just do it and then let people see. And then when they see that what's been accomplished, you say, if there's anything good you see in me, anything here that you think is amazing, that's only because the one that's working with me that's greater than I am and give the glory to God. Understatement, which is a pretty British thing to do. Oh, it's just a flesh wound, you know. <laughs> oh, my leg's been blown off. British understatement. But I think that's quite kingdom. Give the glory to God. Don't pick yourself up. Just say things as they are. I like that. Verse 16. When all the, our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realised that this work had been done with the help of our God. And that's the thing. When people see that God is at work, that's the powerful thing. And that's what I want to see for our church and the ministries that I'm working with through this time. How did people get added to your number? Why did new home groups start? How come people got closer? Well, it was with the help of our God and in him we trust and all the glory goes to him. Also in those days, the nobles of Judah replies, and replies from Tobiah kept coming to them. Now, Tobiah was one of the guys who plotted against Nehemiah. For many in Judah were under oath to him since he was a son-in-law to Shekanai, son of Ara, and his son Jehoran had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Barakiah. Moreover, they kept reporting to me his good deeds and then telling him what I said. And Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. Now that's, <laughs> that's, that's quite fascinating. Even after the last stone had been put in place and the doors of bolts had been laid, as he kept saying earlier in the chapter, the opposition still kept coming, but this time it's subtly different. What's happening here is that this guy Tobiah, who actually tried to tear down the work and oppose Nehemiah, was now getting uh, letters written about how good he was and how amazing he was. <laughs> and then people kept coming to Nehemiah and saying how amazing he was. That must have been frustrating. 
and you know what's really going on. That happens a lot in life. That you can pour attention and heart and soul into doing something. And then, and then someone's trying to drag you back or some people are trying to drag you back. And then you plough on and you get your head down and give all the glory to God. And then letters come to your work comes to you. Actually, it's the other person that did it all. Oh, and everything in you just wants to put that right. Well, let me tell you this. Truth comes out in the end anyway. Don't worry about it. So what? The other thing is, my Twitter profile, on the uh, cover photo, I've got this banner, and apparently it's a quote from Ronald Reagan, and it says, there is no limit to what a man, but let me add, or woman, there is no limit to what a man or woman can do if he or she doesn't mind who gets the credit. That's quite a powerful thing. Let's ask ourselves, why do we want to get the credit for things? Probably because it makes us feel better, good about ourselves. And that's okay, you know, getting a pat on the back. That's all right. I often said one of the hard things about being a preacher is, if it was a really bad sermon, it's your fault. But if it was really good, it was all Jesus. <laughs> and actually that's okay. You get used to that if you want to go into ministry. But actually, we want God to get all the glory, don't we? And yeah, he uses us and he uses leadership, but we give the glory to God. And one of the sure ways to keep your ego in check is not minding who gets the credit. And you see people trying to attribute ideas to them that you had. Many of you would have experienced that. Do you know what? So what? Who cares? Just, just give it to heaven. If you really believe our Father in heaven loves us and he sees everything, doesn't matter, does it? Ultimately, God knows. And if you live life like that, then you can be someone who has the heart, nerve, will and sinew to start again if things are broken, because you know it's all for God anyway, and it wasn't about you, and though it can be disheartening, we just go again, and we keep building for Jesus. Why? Because he loves us. We don't do it for glory or plaudits, or to be the big I am, we do it because God loves us, and because it's the right thing to do. And that is the best way to defeat this kind of stuff when other people are trying to get the credit for your ideas, or or undermine you or try to knock your confidence. The Lord knows. I mean, this is really underhand by Tobiah and it's a massive power move. And in the background, Tobiah is sending letters that are intimidating. So he's getting cheered on and Nehemiah's been told how amazing he is, but Tobiah is still sending letters that are intimidating or full of hate. Comes out in the end. Point being, opposition doesn't stop. And actually, even though we're on chapter six now, and we know that the walls have been completed, there's still another seven chapters to go. The story isn't done yet. 
because now he's got to do everything else to make sure that things work properly now the walls have been built been, been built opposition doesn't stop we don't worry about who gets the credit and we are people who finish the task ask yourself this question have you ever stopped doing something because you faced opposition Have you not carried on doing things for God because you didn't get the credit? Have you stopped doing stuff because people hurt you? Are you someone who has loads of good ideas and starts things but doesn't finish them? They're good questions to be asking of ourselves. And when we're honest about those answers and we face up, then God will dust you off and pick you up and you'll finish what he started in you. Of that, I have no doubt. There are lots of people, I believe, listening to this who stopped doing good things with God because they were opposed or they got hurt. This is just a, a side point, really, that's on my heart today. But I've noticed over the years in mentoring leaders or raising people up into ministry that many people have good ideas. And, and often they get going and they stop within 18 months. There's like this 18-month period where, and it could be two months, could be six months, could be 18 months. But it's never much more than 18 months if it stops. So many good ideas, initiatives in ministry, so many ideas to rebuild something, re-establish something. But then stuff happens. People moan, people complain. People steal your ideas or you get hurt. And you quit. You don't finish the task. 18 months. Let me tell you what's happening. Some of it is satanic opposition. Some of it is character and some of it is God what's happening is that he is taking what's too much of you out of that ministry or purpose or project and putting more of him in and that process can be painful but let me just tell you this You know, I've planted churches and established ministries and re-established ministries a number of times over the years. 25 years worth of it after this time in banking. And I've seen this happen every time I started to try and do something or build something or grow something. Opposition has come, some of it underhand, some of it full on. And it is so easy to quit. It's so easy to let go of the vision that God gave you because it spares you pain. Because when these things happen, they hurt. Like reading between the lines here, the Nehemiah story, he's hurt. Constant opposition and moaning and whinging. Nine months of planning, two months of building. 
And then still the opposition comes. And at this point, he could just say, and I laid the blast brick and stuff it. Job done. I'm now going to go and do something else. But he didn't. There's another seven chapters because the job's not been done. But there'll be many of you listening, you just got hurt and you stopped or you didn't quite finish that task. My mate, Paul Gask, works at CVM, he's got this great phrase. And he says, do you remember that bloke who never did anything? <laughs> no, is the answer. Just pick yourself up, dust yourself off, go again. You want to talk to me about this vision, purpose, project, plan, ministry? I'll talk to you about it, I'll pray with you. But go again, because God always finishes where he starts. But remember, there's no limit to what a man or woman can do or where they can go if they don't mind who gets the credit. It's all for Jesus and all for his fame. And I just want to spend the last couple of minutes talking about Redeemer King specifically. Now we've been building this church coming up six years in September with five couples in our living rooms. This room I'm in actually. And there have been twists and turns and ups and downs. As you pain and joy. Then we're looking at getting a building. Uh, coffee shops. All sorts of expansion ministries, homes to the homeless. After coming through a bruising and a battering, we're, we're like, yeah, this is it. And then there's the pandemic. Just want to reassert something. The vision hasn't changed. And we're not in a sense rebuilding. But we're going to have to restructure the way the wall is built. Our initial plans. We're going to have to bend, flex, adapt and overcome. And actually, although I'm not ready to say yet what I think is going to happen. And it may be too soon to call it. I've got this great sense of huge excitement about what God's going to do. And I have got the beginnings and stirrings of quite a radical and exciting plan to keep us on the front foot of mission, see more people coming to Christ. And we are seeing people come to Christ almost every week at the moment, or joining in with us, or rediscovering faith. And I've got plans to just discipling people and reaching out to people and blessing our community. And I could just see how, how God has put certain things and people into our family that enable us to do that. If you keep your heart, soul, mind and focus on Christ, on his purposes, then you can ride the storm. In fact, you can ride the wave. If you can put your faith, trust, hope and life in his hands and not in the views of people, then you'll have the strength to overcome any challenge in God's strength and with his grace. It doesn't matter what comes our way if God is with us. He will finish what he starts and this church has a beautiful future. And it may well be that we build a wall 
then someone gets knocked down, well, all hands on deck, we build again. It may well be that there'll be opposition in the future. We put our faith, our trust in Christ and we go again. What I do believe is that this church has many, many, many chapters yet to be written and they are good. And we are seeing God's purposes worked out and we are celebrating salvation in our church. It's a beautiful thing we've seen God do. Understated, let's give the glory to God. Let's not melt when opposition comes. Let's be people who are completed finishers, not just people with ideas. And remember, if you got hurt, bruised, battered, and you stopped, I believe God's saying to you today, go again, go again. If you watch what you've built with your, your, with all of your strength, your life's dream falling apart, go again. There are many, many chapters yet to be written. God bless you. Keep looking up. Just keep looking up to heaven and see God do amazing things amongst us. Amen.